Welcome to the Ignite Christian Business Podcast. Today's episode features executive chef and owner of Heavenly Waffles, Bob Haney. Heavenly Waffles, incidentally, are the best waffles we at Ignite have ever had, bar none. Order some for you and yours from heavenlywaffles.com. Let's dive in. And now when I work, I'm just, I do what needs to get done and I don't really look at it as work. Yeah. We, you oddly love, enough, you love what you do. It's yeah, very you, yeah. Oh, it's like gosh. A, if somebody would have told me I was going to put sixteen-hour days in, almost every single day, I'd be like, "Oh no, I'm kind of yeah. lazy." <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. you know what I mean. Yeah. So yeah. It's, that is good. It's funny how how really how God works, because none of this would have. It would take place without mm-hmm. God because when I was in Taos, New Mexico, on a two or three day binge before I quit drinking, um, I came to one morning and literally in my and I, and I didn't know it was God. I, most most of my life when I was drinking and doing drugs, I was God was literally just going, all right. I have to move, put you over here now, yeah. and just kind of yeah. taking me out of situations. Mm-hmm. Luckily, yeah, and I didn't. And I always believed in God, but I didn't think he was the one helping me. Yeah. Um, I always thought that I was just lucky that I made it through this situation or that situation. Mm-hmm. Or the, and so when I was, I was in Taos, New Mexico, and I came to one morning and literally put his hand on my shoulder and said, you're going to die, you're going to end up in jail, or you're going to end up hurting somebody in a situation that, not that I, I was never violent, but in a car accident or, or something, mm-hmm. an accident of sorts. And I didn't really care too much about myself at that time to have that be enough because I had been through rehab three times before. And, um, and But the thought of me hurting someone else in a situation that because of my addiction, I was like, I can't. Finally, I was like, I can't do it. And I stopped. Started bartending two weeks later. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So it was so it's literally because yeah. of God. Yeah. But God. Yeah. I'm but here. God. But God. You're rolling, right? Good. Good. Because <laughs> because guys, we're we're having the, a great conversation with with Bob Haney or better known as Bob the Waffle Guy. <laughs> I love this guy. I love his wife. I love the product. And, and and guys, let's 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 talk again about the Ignite Christian Business Conference that we just got done with. And Bob was one of our sponsors, and and him and his wife were there. And I, I always I always joke because every time you give Bob and his wife a hug, they, they smell like uh, waffle syrup. <laughs> and I, I I love that. I love the product. I love what you do. And and again, we're just having a great conversation here. So 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 welcome. And I want to welcome you, Bob. You're Thanks a great friend. Thanks for having us. Yeah, absolutely. So, so why, why waffles? What, what got you down that path? A lot of people, a lot of people ask me that. And it wasn't really, I had cooked my entire life. So I, since I was four years old, my, one of my earliest memories is standing on a step stool over my grandma's stove, helping her learning how to make Thanksgiving gravy. Um, and so... And that's kind of, I'm a, the result of 10 marriages and nine divorces between three parents, abusive um, first stepdad, alcoholic father, um, who very controlling. Um, we got custody of all of us kids 
It's just, it's a, my mm-hmm. life is like a bad Jackie Collins novel. My mom was, after her three years of waiting for my stepdad to, who adopted me when I was two, anyway, um, stop abusing her and stop abusing alcohol. She finally found solace in the arms of the tennis pro at Happy Hollow Country Club, who was putting himself through medical school, who became an anesthesiologist. I mean, it's really, it's a bad Jackie Collins mm. novel. Um, but anyway, so, um, what was I, what were we talking about? Where but we waffles. Oh, yeah, what no, got I go. Go. Okay, so waffles. cooking, okay, <laughs> ADD. <laughs> Sometimes bring me back. So, so my grandmother was my rock, my foundation. When my, my stepdad got custody of all of us kids, I called her every single day from the time I was seven until I was 13 years old when I moved to South Dakota to live with my mom and stepdad. And so she, I would go to her, my grandma and grandpa's house every weekend. Um, my grandpa made the best soups and sandwiches in the world. My grandma made everything else wow. amazing. And she was kind of, she was kind of a meat and potatoes girl, but her, her flavor profiles and how she seasoned and flavored things was amazing. And then my mom was an re- amazing cook and she kind of took things to a different level. And then I just kind of went somewhere else. And so, when my grandma turned 80 years old, um, she kind of quit eating. And so for um, about eight years, I would drive up from Kansas City or Chicago, and I would come in about once a month and help her fill her refrigerator with foods, play, play cards, smoke cigarettes. And I made this variation of pancakes using three ingredients of a pancake recipe she made and two ingredients of a pancake recipe my mom made. I combined those five ingredients and pan crepes were born. So that's what Heavenly Waffles was initially just a pancake crepe recipe. Mm-hmm. So one day there wasn't enough of one of the ingredients, but there was, which was sour cream, but there was yogurt in the refrigerator. And I'm like, oh, that'll work. And so that's how that pan crepe recipe came into play. And then I just kind of tweaked it over the years um, so that it was consistent. I would, I modeled for 15 years. I don't know if I ever told you that, but I modeled for 15 years and lived in Athens and Madrid and Barcelona and Vienna, Milan, New York, San Francisco, Chicago, kind of all over. And I'm everywhere I would go, I would cook for people. Um, and I would give all of my recipes out. I still give all of my recipes out except for pan crepes. Um, and so when I retired and I moved back to Omaha when I was 39, I worked in a couple of restaurants and just got tired of incompetent people people showing, not showing up on time or when they did show up, didn't do anything. Um, and so I trademarked the name Pan Crepes. I started selling the mix as a batter and I had them in seven restaurants and a couple of grocery stores and did the farmer's market for five years. Had two really big licensing agreements fall through, one with ConAgra and one with Ventura Foods. Um, and then I moved to Austin, Texas Went to Le Cordon Bleu, graduated from there, moved back to Omaha and started teaching while I worked on converting the original batter recipe to a shelf-stable dry mix, which took five years and four food scientists. We got into 250 high vs no frills, russes, and when we would go do demos from Minneapolis to Houston, we would sell out, but when we weren't there, they sat on the shelves. No one had any idea what a pan crepe was. I should have brought one of those boxes. Um, so about four years ago, four and a half years ago, Kathy and I were driving to Arizona. We were taking her mom's car down there because her mom was a snowbird and she had a place in, in Scottsdale. We were driving down and I had made pan crepes waffle style just because 
the pan crepes mix, you just add water to it. So, and I had made them waffle style, but they were just kind of heavy and they were dense and they didn't really get crispy at all. And so I did that, you know, years ago. And so I never did it again because they really weren't very good. So as we're driving down to Arizona, we get a text from Kate and Allie, my bonus daughters, um, tennis coach who had moved from, they, they played at Miller North. He was their tennis coach at Miller North, but he got another job in Arizona. And so they moved to, to Phoenix and his 11 year old daughter um, got a waffle iron for Christmas. And she ran into her mom and dad's room Christmas morning and crying. She's like, we don't have any Bisquick. Well, her grandmother's waffle recipe was using club soda and egg and oil and Bisquick. Dan's like, God, we have, and they're laying in bed. And they're like, oh, we have pan crepes mix. Just use pan crepes mix. So that's where the heavenly waffle pan uh, recipe came from. Wow. And so she, he, Dan sent me a picture of it. And I'm like, I was like, well, that looks different than what I had made. And I'm like, well, well how, what? What did she do? And so he gave us that recipe. When we got to Arizona, we went and bought a Breville waffle iron, made it. Kathy and I were just both like, mm. we're getting we're we're getting rid of pan crepes. However, we didn't get rid of pan crepes. Name we went from um, we went from pan crepes to waffles by pan crepes. I had been working on pan crepes uh, for so long. Yeah. It was, I was beholden to mm -hmm. it because it was my grand. I made it for my grandmother, who was my rock, my foundation. So I couldn't let go of pan crepes. And um, we were doing an event in Williams, Sonoma, and this woman was eating a waffle, saw the sign, said waffles by pan crepes. She looked at, looked at the, um, the bag and she goes, do, do I need a crepe pan? And I'm like, you need a waffle iron. It's, it's a waffle. <laughs> so at that point, we got home that day. <clears throat> Um, I called my patent and trademark attorney, and we trademarked the name Heavenly Waffles because my wow. grandmother's in heaven. Yeah. And um, haven't looked back, got out of retail, and went food service, and it's oh, it's wow. a better product. It's easier to make. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and that's kind of well, how I don't, it happened. I don't, I don't know anybody. I don't know anybody that doesn't like Heavenly Waffles. It's, and, it, and it's, I don't think we've ever made, it, made them for anyone that was like, oh, they're okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's, that's so good. Right, Ben? So, 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 so Bob, then if, if someone is, I, I guess you're, you don't want to sell necessarily, you don't want to sell a bag of heavenly waffle batter, right? Right. What's, what's an ideal client for you? Right now, our focus is food service. So hotels, restaurants, casinos, assisted living, schools, corporate restaurants, uh, cruise ships, anywhere we can get them into hundreds of people's mm -hmm. mouths so that they can eat them made properly because they're a little different. It's a little different. There's a learning curve yeah, to making yeah. them. You got to blend them in a blender. Um, not a, not a <clears throat> oh, what are they called? The oh, gosh, ninjas or a food processor because basically what that does is it stirs it really fast. Mm -hmm. It doesn't blend it. You want that emulsification. You want that vortex pulling it down. Because we're replacing 40% of the flour that's in most pancakes, we're taking away 40% of that flour and adding 40% dry yogurt. So yogurt doesn't, the protein doesn't absorb as easily as flour, as well as the moisture doesn't absorb in the dry yogurt as it does into the mm -hmm. flour. Mm -hmm. So 
in order to make it a more stable emulsification. And I liken it to the difference between uh, a vinaigrette, which is an unstable emulsification, and a mayonnaise, which is a stable emulsification. So we are a more stable emulsification, which also lends to Heavenly Waffles holding for four days. So if you blend it up on a Monday, it's still good on a Friday. No other waffle or wow. pancake mix in the world <laughs> or recipe for that yeah, matter does yeah. that. They all break down and separate and oxidize and turn brown. But because ours hold four times longer, actually 12 times longer, four days, for the food service industry, you save in waste, you save in um, labor because you don't have to make it every single day. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. So, it, I mean, literally the, for the food service, yeah, it's just, yeah. it's, it's a no brainer, but getting, and plus it's healthier, it's more versatile. Um, getting some executive chefs to understand that it's a new product because mm-hmm. every other waffle mix or recipe is basically a pancake mix um, in a waffle iron. Even, even like the Liege waffles where um, you add yeast and let it rise for 24 hours or the, uh, where you whip the egg whites into a stiff yeah. peak and fold it in, the base is still a pancake mix. The same with um, like the ones with pearl sugar. It's like, okay, well, you have a pancake mix that you're adding pearl sugar to that kind of crystallizes when you cook it and makes it kind of a mm-hmm. little bit crunchy, and they're, they're good, but you still have that big dough ball in your belly. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, You know, it wears you out. Yeah, like, absolutely. Heavenly waffles absolutely. don't wear you out. Yeah. So, Bob, let, let, me, let, me, let me shift gears here a little bit. Okay. So, so I, I know you and, you and Kathy love Jesus. So how, and I know you don't have hundreds or thousands of employees, but, but how has serving Jesus affected the way you run your business? It's kind of our whole, I guess when I first started this process, it had nothing to do with money. It still really doesn't have anything to do with money. It has to do with being able to share God's gift that he gave me and our product with the world. And I didn't think that it was fair that just the people who knew me directly, yeah. you know, one degree of separation, were people who got to eat our products. And so that's, that's our, getting it into one mouth at a time is fine with me. If that's what it takes, then I, I'll, we will do that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so having that, that frame of mind and that mentality, it's more about love than it is about it's definitely not about money because we're not making any money, that mm-hmm. much money right now. We're mm-hmm. making enough money to keep growing yeah. and put it back into the company yeah. and keep getting, yeah. you know, keep working our tails off. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that, that that love-based feeling about our company and about our customers, I mean, our customers are, are amazing. Our customers just, they love Heavenly Waffles. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the ones that... Like I'll talk about the table, you know, um, mm-hmm. Christine Ford. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't have a kitchen. They don't have a culinary team or staff. They have a bunch of really wonderful people working there who listen to the advice that I gave them on how to make heavenly waffles and the different recipes I've given them. And they're going through a 30-pound bag every four days. Wow. 384 wow. waffles yeah. every four days. And they don't have a kitchen, mm-hmm. but if but it's like if if I can share, which is kind of what D- Jesus did, share the word, yeah, share yeah. what we what what my abilities and skills are to help them make mm-hmm. money, then that's yeah. 
that's the that's what's so much fun wow. for us. Well, one of the things I've always uh, always loved about you, Bob, is 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 you didn't let past failures keep you from being successful. Right. <laughs> and and I've always I've al- I'm always amazed at, at at the different testimonies that you hear from business owners, and I and that's 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 one of the things I love about Ignite is is just having the opportunity to sit down with other believers, other Christian business owners, and just hear their testimony. You know where where you know how how they got to do some of the things that they're doing now. And, but yet I, I, I listen to yours and it, can, can you take two minutes and just, just kind of share briefly. What, All of my the, failures. You know, <laughs> t- tell, tell me about you being a loser. Well, I, you know, I look at, so with, with the history of my, my family history, there's insecurities and uncertainty and, abandonment and so when you're when you're a kid and you don't know how to cope with those things then you start doing things I started smoking pot when I was really young I started drinking when I was really young and so that takes you down a path and I was lucky enough to have athletic ability and I you know was about every other semester I was on the honor roll but I didn't I was just lucky and so and and God gave me grace to me immensely Mm -hmm. with Mm -hmm. abilities and um but i was my own worst enemy you know i would i was when you're young and you're impetuous and think that you know everything yeah um you can't learn anything and so i didn't but i didn't know that Mm -hmm. i didn't know that i thought i I knew that i thought i knew everything because i did know everything at the time in my mind um but when you can't learn anything and you can't learn from your mistakes because you don't see your mistakes as yeah. being mistakes, you see it as being, you know, the world, you know, or, or God being mad at you or God, you know, taking it out yeah. on you basically, yeah. as opposed to seeing it as an opportunity to learn, mm. to learn from your mistakes, correct your behavior and move forward. And until I was able to get sober, um, you still, you don't have that. When I was, I'll give you an example. So when I was 35 years old and I was living in New York and um, I went into the French Culinary Institute because I was, because I had ebbs and flows in the modeling industry and, you know, you'd have months where you're not working and you're not making any money and you're living in New York and it's really freaking expensive. Yeah. And so what am I going to do? Um, so I thought, well, I'll go to culinary school. And so I went into the French Culinary Institute, and on day one of every culinary school in the world is Egg Day. And so, <clears throat> Egg Day is, how, and the pleats in a chef's hat are how, how many different ways there are to make an egg. A lot of people don't know. There's a little mm, pearl of info. Did, did not know. Um, and so, um, <clears throat> later in life, I, I come to find out, and and. As an instructor, I learned that egg day has nothing to do with cooking eggs. It has to do with heat management. And so, but when you're when I was arrogant and cocky at 35 years old, I walked into the French Culinary Institute and saw that they were making eggs. And I'm like, well, I'm not going to pay sixty thousand dollars a year to learn how to make eggs. I know how to make eggs, and and left. Fast forward nine years, when I was 44 years old went into Le Cordon Bleu in Austin and said, and my ego and my 
um, humility had finally, and with wisdom and age comes, you know, knowledge. And so at that point, I was smart enough to know I didn't know everything. And this was what my passion was. And I wanted to learn as much as I could. And I showed up two hours early and left two hours late and just was like, fill me up. Mm. Give me mm. everything you've got because I'm, I'm here to learn. Yeah. But, but when you're young, you don't know that. Mm-hmm. And so you tend to make all kinds of mistakes and you look at it as the world, you know, not believing in you or it's everybody else's fault yeah. or, you know, the victim mentality. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I try, I use that victim mentality for years and years and years, you know, at my parents and everybody. It's like, well, no, you were, you were that drug addict and alcoholic. You were the one making all those mistakes. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't blame other people. You know, take, the, take it upon yourself to see the mistake, correct the mistake, and move forward. And then lo- look at it as an opportunity to learn. Yeah. yeah. If yeah. you get to learn every, something every single day, that's a good day. Yeah, that's a good day. It might be hard. Yeah. It might be yeah. really hard. Yeah. There were days I didn't want to be around. Yeah. Um, but luckily, I made it through. And, yeah. And yeah. here I am to say that if I can do the things, if I can... <clears throat> If I can walk out of a crack house on a Sunday morning in New York, in Harlem, and get to where I am today, anybody can. Wow. And um, literally and, anybody can. Yeah, and, that, and that's, that, that's, such a, that's such a testimony. Because it, again, so many people let those past failures hold them back oh, yeah. from success, hold them back from where the Lord has called you to be. And, 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 and I think, and Heavenly Waffles, it's just, and again, I love watching you guys. I love, I love I love eating a product and and but at the same time I just I know that there's something so much bigger and God's moving in in, in heavenly waffles he's 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 moving in in your life and in Kathy's life and, and I love that I just I just think there's that there's so much there and I think this is just the very beginning and I just love watching you love 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 being hanging out with you and, and you're, we don't you're, get to hang out we as don't, much as we, we would don't. like to. Yeah, that's for sure. But <laughs> you know, I, I, you and I've talked several times about you know making it through this, this, uh, this goofy, all this virus stuff and the lockdowns and stuff like that. But yet you kept the faith, you kept going, and and I just again I love what God's doing in your life. And and guys, let me let me I'll end with this, guys. Jesus is in business. Is he in yours? Thank you for listening to the Ignite Christian Business Podcast. If you would like to learn more and join the Ignite community, head to ignite-cb.com. That's the word ignite-cb.com. Our intro and outro music, Do It Now, was performed and graciously provided by Jasmine Brady. You can find more from Jasmine wherever you stream your music or by heading to jasminebrady.com.